What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with the boy Isaiah. Oh, hi, yo. And we are here with Haikyuu Season 3. Our honest thoughts and a review on it. I mean, it's been a long time coming. By the time this comes out, I mean, we're recording this, and we just finished Season 3 at the time of recording, but... You know, it's going to be some time has passed. We'll probably be done by season with season four by the time you're watching this video right now. But we wanted to make sure that before we did start watching season four, that we had our totally honest thoughts, unpolluted by any future events that could happen, and just focus on season three as it is. Also, full disclosure, uh, we recorded our season two tier list today, and we're going to hopefully record our season three tier list today or sometime this week. So we're we're high queuing it out today. <laughs> um, so luckily for us, this is only ten episodes, and it spans True. one game. Yeah. So it's not going to be a crazy amount to talk about. But I figure we you know go into some of the players that we meet, both new and old alike, and some of the you know themes that this season wants to hit on and the game overall. You know, just let's uh, let's just talk about it. So anyway, folks, if you like our discussion today, our video, make sure you guys are liking the video, commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our review? What did you think of this season? Some of the characters that were introduced in it, etc. cetera. Uh, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell and share with your friends. It's really a good time for everyone involved. All right, so let's get into it. So this takes place. This is the finals. This is going to decide who goes to nationals. We have uh, Shira Torizawa. I think I pronounced that correctly, or Team Eagles, um, versus the Karasuno Crows. And uh, one of my big things going into the season personally was uh, Shiro Torizawa was kind of pegged to be the like the raid boss after the raid boss, right? It was like Okaiwa and Seijo are the raid boss, but this is like the, you know, the secret room afterwards where it's like, these are the guys, you know, it's like when you verse Gary at the, end, at the end of the elite four, it's like, I did it. It's like, you didn't yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. And so my big fear with this was that we, I wanted to make sure that this team got their due and it was realistic as to how Karasuno could beat them. I say this a lot in our reactions during it. So I'll probably sound like a broken record a bit here, but that was something that I was really wondering because this team had been pumped up to be the team that was just beating the hell out of every other team that even came close. And I don't know what the exact scores were, were you know, with Sejo and them, um, but I'm pretty sure they beat them pretty handily, right? It was like, you know, within a three to five point margin, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you go into these deuce games and it's like so back and forth, like being up by three points is a genuine advantage, right? Like you're up by quite a bit. If I've learned to think about volleyball, <laughs> I feel like that's a higher point difference than I initially thought. Yeah. So point being that this team was not to be messed with, right? And my thing was like, okay, how are they going to make it believable that Karasuna is going to beat them on their first shot? Cause they have to, in order to go to nationals and for us to have a show. Yeah. So I knew how it was going to go down. I just wanted to know how, you know, how we got there. And I guess long story short, I'm, I'm like, I'm like in between. I'm, I'm satisfied with how it went. I don't think this was my favorite season. Mm. I think I'd have to give that to season two so far, all things considered, you know, but I did, I did like in the beginning how they did, they made it a point to, show how the avenue to victory was possible in the beginning of the season. And that was one thing I appreciated was that Shiro Torizawa was really good at what it is they do. And iron sharpens iron. They're going to go at what they do best every day. And that has been enough to just crush everyone uh, so far. Karasuno is this team that can 
exponentially evolve on the fly. And that was one reason why I wanted to make sure that I didn't get too much in the camp of, well, if Sejo only lost by this many points and it was a tie there, because Karasuno was getting better at every second. So by the time they got to Shiro Torizawa, they were actually already better than Sejo, not just for beating them, but I, I think like now they probably beat them more times than not, right? That's at least my prophecy on that one. So it made it believable there. And also that Karasuno is so good at adapting alternative strategies on the fly. That was my big thing. I was like, okay, they're going to great lengths to explain that there's a difference in philosophies here and how we coach and how these teams are made. And Karasuno might just be the team to be able to edge them out. So I, I do have to say it did increase the believability a little bit. I guess one of my gripes though, was that unfortunately I kind of, we kind of knew this, but I will say that Wakatoshi kind of seemed like with a little bit of Tendo sprinkled in there and some of the other ones kind of seemed like the main, like it was like them versus him, yeah. which they went through again, great lengths to, to put as symbology with the one Eagle versus yeah, yeah. the six crows. And yeah, like, yeah. that was the thing. And I think, unfortunately we got a little bit of limelight on some of these players, but not a whole lot. And it would have been nice to see like their team fleshed out a little bit more kind of like we had with Sejo being that this team is so relevant and important. We had so much of a hype build up, but I could see how that might be difficult on one shot. Those are initial impressions. I could go on, but I want to let you go off and, and sound off and whatever you thought of this season, just initial impressions before we got into the nitty-gritty. Um, so I I also really liked this season. I would also agree that I'd probably give favorite season so far to number two. Um, not, you know, I did really like this season, but I do feel I'm kind of in the same boat when it comes to Shira Torizawa because, like, they, you know, like you said, it, it's Wakatoshi. It's, I feel like it's Wakatoshi and then Shiro Torizawa versus Karasuno. And, like, he specifically, he weirdly gets a lot of the limelight as, like, oh, he's, like, he's our best player. He's the star player. If we have him, we'll win no matter what. And the way they frame it, it's not it's not as much like the other team that we faced way back in Season 2 with the really tall guy where it's like, oh, he's just so good, we don't even have to try. But it's more like they all try, but when they get bested or, or outsmarted or whatever – like Wakatoshi is then there to like pick up any slack and just like <laughs> hammer home points. Um, but like you said, it like they're actually Katsuno is actually kind of a, a natural counter to them in a weird way because Katsuno is always evolving and changing. There's no time for them to like get used to how Katsuno plays because Katsuno doesn't have one their you know their favorite play style. They're always changing depending on what their opponent does. And like you said, it was definitely more of like a battle of philosophies. I mean, you you could even see it in the coaches like. Um, you know, this guy, Coach Tanji, like very clearly has, you know, his beliefs for how people should be playing volleyball or what kinds of players will excel at volleyball versus, you know, Hinata and, you know, Ukai and the way that they, you know, run things and the way that they play on the court. Um, so I, I guess my only, I mean, you know, one, one of my very few gripes with it was that with all the attention put on Wakatoshi, he kind of came off to me like a pretty generic antagonist. Like I actually, you know, for all the shit we give him liked Okaiwa as, as more of an antagonistic force and as more of an op. Cause this guy just seemed like a wall. Like he was just this big built dude who, you know, had this, you know, this, you know, he, they do go into his origin story and he had this, this back, you know, this, this, uh, altercation, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, with, I believe it was, like, some of his other relatives and stuff, and he had this his dad who was really supportive of him and, like, trying to play volleyball. But, like, I feel like that would have been fine 
if again, if the focus was centered around the entire team and he was just one of the six, but he like he's like you said, even like the the metaphors and the imagery like play it up to like he is the main focus. It, this is like Wakatoshi and the Eagles versus that like so it it felt kind of weird to me that like with as much attention on his physical performance and and like on him as a threat because my other this wasn't even like exclusively season three all the way from the beginning of season two he gets hyped up as yes. like like the guy like yes. he's good like if we're gonna make it to nationals that's the wall we get on top of and that wall is fucking high yeah but like so it, it just came off as like not weirdness, but just kind of a letdown, I guess. That like with as much focus that was put on his his physical ability, his character, at least in my opinion, kind of felt like it was like lacking, or like it was like, oh, okay, that's it. Like we're not, you know, there's there's not more to that, or he's just that kind of like you know, it felt like weirdly misplaced. But yeah. other than that, I um I, I do I like the rest of the team, and I did like this match. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. That was my other gripe with this was Wakatoshi in particular with the season cementing this this notion that it is us versus Wakatoshi and gang, you know, for the most part. Um, it, it You know, it seemed like this needs to be the guy that's, you know, I wanted like the, you know what? I think my expectations are too high and I wanted like the Thanos treatment. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like, maybe not Thanos himself, but you get my point. Yeah, Where it's yeah, like, yeah. if the culmination of everything in these Avengers movies, mm. uh, going off on tangent here a little bit, but like, is Thanos, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's going to be the big bad. Yeah. All the end credit scenes are, like, pointing to this dude. He's yeah, going for yeah. the stones, and then it comes to this giant head at the end, and then we see Thanos, and it's like, wow, this dude's, like, actually not just out of his... Like, he's out of his mind, but, you know, he's yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, a sympathetic yeah, yeah. villain uh-huh. aspect to him. There's, like, weirdly noble cause, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. You know, he's a really good villain. It's like, you don't know what to think about him. He's got a really interesting backstory, and I would even argue he was, like, the main character of the Avengers, or at least the first one, right? Mm, sure. And so, I maybe my hopes were too high, but I kind of figured or wanted, because Wakatoshi was that Thanos figure, right? We're looking at him at the end of season one when Okai was like... Great, Okaiwa beat us, and now Okaiwa's on his knees yeah. in front of him, and he's just standing above him like, you're pathetic, you know? Yeah. Then the second season, and, you know, just getting, um, and now getting to this point, it was like, okay, here he is. Like, yeah. here comes the Krill, the army. Like, what is he going to do? And he was pretty one-dimensional, yeah. you know, in what he was doing, and that was kind of a letdown. I would actually say more of the interesting antagonist in this season, my personal opinion, was Tendo. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that Satori Tendo for being a character that we knew nothing about up until this season, got equal, if not more, backstory than Wakatoshi and was, uh, to me, a little more interesting. Honestly, he was yeah. he seemed like this genuine Joker-style antagonist <laughs> to it. Um, and again, this is volleyball, so I don't need the antagonist to be, like, batshit out of their mind. Like, that's not a requirement, per sure. se. But there needs to be just, like, a little bit of a spark and a liveliness to it and something to want to overcome besides, I'm just better than you at volleyball. Where it's like, there's, you know, an ideology, and maybe you could find that through the coaches, you know, instead yeah. of Wakatoshi. But then it kind of pulls away, and you're going in all these different directions. So... I do agree that I think that was something that I was a little let down about, but maybe my expectations were a little too high. Um, Some of the other players on the team, though, you know, we did get brief things on them. I did like uh, Goshiki as the up-and-coming ace. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was cool to see him get a fire lit under his ass whenever Wakatoshi would say something encouraging or not to him, or the coach would be like, whatever, (laughs) or they believe in him. I could see in an alternate universe him having his own show, like his own spinoff, because, you know, he's good. It's just that Wakatoshi's 
better <laughs> right now. And like, sorry, he's the antagonist. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. you kind of got to take a back seat. But like, he's got a lot of spirit and a lot of fire. He was really cool. And as I mentioned, like I said, um, you know, Tendo was just for me really the standout player in this. It was really cool to see this mental sparring match that he has with because if, if Wakatoshi is like this hammer this blunt instrument that's just like you either you need to find ways to get around this wall or stop it or whatever Tendo was like the chess match in yeah. between that right where it's like I'm not going to brute force you but I'm going to get inside your head I'm going to go with all these wacky zany thoughts I have and they're going to work most of the time and you know we needed a lot it didn't it wasn't just okay this is wakatoshi style this is how we prepare for it we're going to do the best we can tendo was like a genuine hurdle that they continuously had to climb and go around because it was constantly yeah. changing the mm -hmm. entire time and that was something that i really enjoyed in the season plus he's just he's just crazy yeah. <laughs> he's just we call him the jiddler, jiddler. <laughs> which is a which is a combination between the joker from batman and the riddler because he was just like had he just was like that it was he's like the all jiddler, these inside bro jokes and crap but he is crazy the freaking jiddler bro but you know really interesting stuff but uh yeah i mean that was really the, the up and down or the the uh the players rather um and then lastly i guess i wanted to talk about the coach which we could get into with you know their ideologies clashing and I didn't expect him to be like as loud and crazy as he was. I yeah. thought he was going to be like this old, like Stoic, I'm not going to move like, type thing, yeah, yeah. which he seems to be until he explodes, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but there was also this, this, you know, this plot point where Tanji kind of was, I don't know if I'm going to use the right words here, but like envious maybe in a way of Hinata or, yeah. or jealous or spiteful. I don't yeah. know searching at words here but the point was that he almost didn't it wasn't just about the game it was like Hinata specifically and also you know his ideology on the line his philosophy and how he yeah, coaches yeah. because if he loses it's not only that your philosophy can be beaten which is abundantly clear by the end of this right there's more than one way but also that the backstory that we got from you we now realize that you know, and you realize, yeah. which hurts, that maybe there could have been a shot for you to do it if yeah. you genuinely tried instead of giving it all up to whoever your ace was. Um, you know, and we see that exemplified through Hinata. You know, so that that was a that was a big thing in, a, in an interesting moment. And he doesn't get over it in the end. You know, he tries to make like an offhanded excuse. But you could tell at the end of the season that it definitely shook him down mm -hmm. to the core. And whether that changes him if we see this team in future seasons whatever if their coaching style changes or if that's just he is who he is right i don't know but i, th I thought that was pretty interesting for this team i don't know if there's anything um with this team in particular that you know that stood out to you um i definitely like the stuff with the coach because i i i mean that stuff is is kind of as classic as you know anime gets where it's like oh we're having a fight or a duel or whatever but it's like not just a fight or a duel it's also like our the way we think about the world is on the line here and it's like if i win it means that like my philosophy <laughs> is better than yours um you know is is always so interesting because it's 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 intriguing to me how how just just how deep somebody can get entrenched in that way of thinking to the point where like you get just straight tunnel visioned and mm -hmm. it's like no 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 if you don't use this philosophy that i've cultivated like you're not going to be successful it's just not going to happen and it's like again through seeing somebody we brought this up in our in our um our season two tier list that we just did but hinata has this ability to not just invoke the best out of his team but out of the players that he's going against right he 
makes the his opponent want to play better so that they can be at their best so that like they can challenge him because it's Hinata's skill is one thing and he definitely has skill but it's his passion and his his motivation when he's on the court that like that's what people are like that number 10 like there's something about him and that that's what it is and I think when the coach saw that like you said because his backstory is so similar he was like he saw this kid who is in a position that he was in and he and I think at least at the beginning he probably felt bad for him because he's like oh this kid doesn't even realize that like at some point he's just not gonna be able to cut it with the rest of these players especially someone like Wakatoshi but seeing he not to get over this hill get over this obstacle and win you know made him think that because it's it's that thing where once his ideology is challenged whether you know no matter how many excuses he comes up with he's now has to live with the fact that well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe if I had shown just as much passion as Hinata showing, like maybe I could have won. Maybe I could have stayed on this team, my team a little bit longer. Maybe I could have played better. I could have gone pro. And so it, it is, it was a little, you know, it, it was, it was nice to see, but Haikyuu, especially with like the ending of the second season, the third season, do this thing for me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just like positive affirmation, but like, instead of like saying that and vocalizing it, they'd be like, huh? Anyway, that was and it's like, just just give it to him. Man. These fuckers, these fuckers fought for it, bro. Just give him the good fucking job and walk away. Like when Wakatoshi comes up in the end and he's like, Hinata, I'll beat you next time, and then leaves. It's like, no handshake, man. We just forgot how to be courteous and kind. We just had a match and it was kind of intense, and we can want. I feel like you're a little hard on Wakatoshi on that one. The coach definitely had like was trying to still make excuses, so he doesn't get out of it for me. And then in season two, at the end, Okaiwa was like, "We're one one." It's like, hey, whatever, classic Okaiwa, whatever. Um, long may he live. But <laughs> but Wakatoshi, um, I thought I gave a little bit more leniency because he refers to them as you know he refers to them as Shoyo and um. Kagiyama from the concrete yeah. and I was like okay that was the homage because he was like this whole infertile soil shit and he's yeah, like yeah. saying a proverb and acting all profound <laughs> you know and Kagiyama's like I'm from the streets dog like what are you gonna and like the fact that he referred to him as that yeah, from the yeah. concrete showed that he gave them at least the respect like he doesn't have to like them because he's like I don't like Hinata which that's a whole different thing again he's like his cookie cutter character thing made it weird that it was like I hate him and it's like Okay, like, yeah, like, why, why though? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's like a really good player, and like, <laughs> and like, he's been nothing but kind, so yeah, like, I'm you confused. should hate him, you know, which is weird coming from his character because it doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like the character that would just dislike someone for like not no reason because he gives a reason, but for such a weak reason, yeah, because it seems like he should be above that where his character is yeah. just like, I don't bother here or there, like, you yeah. know, like with Okaira or whatever, he's like, whatever, I look past that, like, you're a good player, like. I figure you gave the same thing to Hinata, but again, I think they have to set him up as the antagonist. And it's like, you got to kind of want Karasuno to beat him. Yeah. You know, at least that's the way I do it. Or so it's you like gotta... the, the role they give him is that like, he doesn't, if you have no reputation, right? If you don't, if your name doesn't carry any weight or doesn't mean anything, then why should it mean anything to him? But it's like, again, that feels like from this character who's like, you know, who's like all knowing and is like, there is nothing but strength on the battlefield. <laughs> that shit shouldn't matter to him. Like your yeah, rep or yeah. where you're from or who, like that's because that's why he that's where he meets Okaiwa at. He's like, Okaiwa, I know you're good. I've seen you play. But like, you know, you're still lacking or whatever in strength or yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck. But it's like that's where, you know, and, and I, w I will concede that, that it, it is nice that he recognizes Hinata and Kageyama with that original title and gives them that. Um, but it is weird that like, that is his stipulation that it's like, Oh, if you don't have any rep, like what nerve do you have challenging me? And it's like, 
dog, what about the nine fucking matches that I want to get here? Is that not enough? Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, yeah. And it's just, Hinata, throughout the match, there's so many moments that Hinata yeah. proved that, like, height aside, dude, I have a right to be here. I yeah. have this skill, and, like, I got these points on my own. And it's, like, for him to still then be, like, now I want to cross. It's, like, okay, I get it. That's the rivalry aspect. But, like, again, like you were saying, it just felt like, it felt like, this this um this flaw that had to be tacked onto his character but didn't yes. need to be there yeah and so it weirdly kind of felt like it conflicted with his character a lot because his character felt like somebody that wanted to be very like all right all that shit aside i don't care if you're strong then prove it you're strong yeah. i don't care if you played one game or 20 you know whatever but like yeah that weird that part of it was just like it's like why is that such a big hang-up yeah because he does that with his teammates too like yeah. the opposite like you were saying where it's like he just you know strength recognizes strength and he's like all right good job like it is what it is like spare me the fluff yeah you know what i mean like just do that so it was odd that then he's like i need to see the fluff you know what <laughs> i mean before like for otherwise i won't respect you i don't know i was like fluff. this is weird i don't yeah, like, yeah. give me the fluff but um anyway enough with wakatoshi because we've we've gone off i'm disappointed that's it you know what i mean i wanted this to be my favorite character because he was virtually the terminator incarnate in the thing and i wanted him to just go like marine mode and just start fighting everyone it would have been cool and you yeah. know turn to a shonen but we didn't get that and that's okay we can't win them all i want a million dollars but I don't have it yet. Um, but anyway, moving on here, uh, I guess let's move on to Karasuno. And I guess this is fine, you know, the, the way we're, we're going about it here, because that's really it. It's really just highlighting the individual players throughout it. And then we can talk yeah. about the game as a whole. But, um, you know, so, yeah, um, I'm just going to out and say it. Uh, this is Suki's season, like 100% for Karasuno. 100%. Um, you know, this is going to be released way later. But, again, we just, we just recorded um, the season two tier list. And we put Suki in uh, B, mm-hmm. I think. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen that already, definitely go and watch it. Uh, but in our first tier list for season one, we had him in D. And so we even said, we're like, okay, he's going to be exponentially going up because he has this moment in season two where he his, his whole philosophy on life is challenged and with pretty strong arguments. And he kind of starts to bend a bit. He's still kind of a smart ass and he does his thing. You want to... Sometimes, but he's getting there. But then in this season was like not a total turnaround because he's still Suki, right? I'm not expecting his whole character to just change. Be be what I want you to be. You know what I mean? Like I'm not that naive, but he does genuinely show this great love for the game. And not only that, we get to see how good he is as a player because he's really freaking good. Like, and so analytical, he's able to put this whole chessboard together and see five moves ahead and plan things. I love the scene where he's getting his fingers wrapped and he's even thinking of like how he's going to go into the next, you know, sequence of turns as it were. And I love how he gets under Tendo's skin because Tendo being this like Joker style dude is like chaos, blah, 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 you know? And he's just like, no, like I got it figured out. And Tendo's like, well, that's no fun. Suki's like, I'm not here to have fun. Like I'm here to crush you. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Like, so it was really cool to see his character and just how he puts a stop to Wakatoshi. There are just so many standout moments for him in this, in this season. I'm sure you would agree, but I mean, I really thought that the, he was the standout character in Karasuno season. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, Suki, uh, Suki definitely went leagues, <laughs> leagues up in my mind. Cause the, the penultimate moment, right. Of watching his, you know, slow character, uh, development here is that like, you get things like, you know, the echoing to, like, why he thinks the way he thinks, which was, you know, back in season two, like, episode eight, and and what it is, you know, why he views these, you know, his teammates and just the sport the way he does and because of all the, the stuff that he went through with his brother. But then you see, the con- like, the conversation he has with Bokuto and Tetsuo, and it's like, dude, 
you don't understand, like, once you have that moment, like, you're going to understand why we throw caution to the wind and we put so much emphasis on, like, today, this moment right now. And we get to see him have that moment. Like, when he when he blocks uh, Wakatoshi's, you know, uh, spike and he has that moment where he just screams and, like, like you see so that moment and you and – you, it is just – it's all of it. All of those episodes, all that buildup and all that character reaffirms that, like, that's it. That's the moment that they were talking about and Suki understands now. He understands why Hinata is running fucking laps on this court, bro, and spiking and after spike and why Kageyama – why all these people put as much effort and emphasis on – this high school sport that they play because it matters to them because that moment is priceless. You don't get that just from showing up and, and, you know, spiking a couple, like you get that from trying, you get that from giving a damn and you get that from wanting to block Wakatoshi's spike and then doing it. And like, it was just such, Preach. such a powerful, powerful Preach. moment for him. Oh my God. It was yeah. so good. Preach, so good. And also my boy, Noya, the journey he goes through in this match <laughs> oh, awesome. from, almost being crippled by Wakatoshi's first spike <laughs> to eventually consistently being able to receive them is just... Oh, that was awesome. He's unbreakable. Yeah. He's, he's literally... He needs to be in his own series called Unbreakable. Like, yeah. that that's Nishinoya. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. It was so awesome to see that. And, you know, even though he couldn't get all of them even in the end, like, the fact that he was hammering at it and he would not let that deter him, he was like, whoa, respect, but... Here I am, like, yeah. fire another one at me. Was just awesome to see, uh, especially the ones that he straight up received were just really, really sweet. And, like, the team were coming together with that was just fantastic, the way that they had gamed this before going into it, yes. you know, which was a huge advantage for them being the, I feel like sometimes being the underdog when you're close, when you're not that much of an underdog, can in a way work to your advantage in the sense that you're going to go above and beyond to find ways to outmaneuver the person that's above you. Whereas the person that's already on the top of the mountain is going to keep sharpening, doing what they're doing, but some, that might not be enough in this, in this particular scenario, but they're not going to know that because they've never gone up against you yet. Right. Yeah. So they're just going to do what they do, but you mm -hmm. have all this info of like, mm -hmm. okay, this is what Wakatoshi is going to do every time he's left-handed. He's going to go on this side of the court. Uh, you know, he's going to spike it this way. We're going to set up the wall, etc. Like, you know, Shiro Torizawa could have looked at footage from them, but like Karasuno is that kind of team that has been just like all over the place yeah, for starters. Exactly. They don't really have like a pin down thing yeah, yeah. and they quite frankly sucked. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at the beginning of what season one, two, whatever, like they've been exponentially growing. So it's like they're constantly changing and evolving. It's hard yeah. to like get a, get a read on that. So it was like almost an advantage and it was really cool to see all of that put to fruition. Obviously Nishinoya was one of the backbones quite literally of those strategies, it was it really came down to him, and we were saying this in our season two tier list. But Nishinoya is like this this back anchor to the team, and he really needed to be right there. And obviously, he doesn't didn't disappoint. It was it was really awesome to uh, to see. I mean, it, it, it was some cool shit. Also, Daichi too on a on a um on not a smaller scale. I don't want to like undermine or you know um undercut him but uh but for sure you know understood and put the team where they needed to be in those moments and really took that leadership role because this was a big deal you know um and, and their morale but um coach coach ukai i wanted to uh to to talk about sure. here so first of all was a fantastic character in this season um, really just, just stuck it out there. And then, you know, that part where he said, uh, I believe it, is it this season? I'm going to sound really stupid where it's like volleyball. You look up. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. I'm getting my seasons confused. He was talking about all of them in one clip, but yeah, where he's like, volleyball is not a sport where you look down, like get your head up. Like that moment alone was just 
awesome for me. I just absolutely love that when it was really getting into the, you know, the thorns of it, the thick and the thistle there. Um, it was just awesome to see that. And uh, I was, it was also brought to my attention by Isaiah, who one of our uh, fans had brought it up to us that uh, apparently after what is it? Episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was at that line, is it literally that's the, the last? Well, no, that's the last line he ever recorded. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's the last line yeah. he records there. And then unfortunately he passed. And which was crazy because I was I remember watching it and not saying anything during the reaction because I was like I'm just gonna sound stupid and I couldn't really tell because let's be honest since it's Japanese I speak English like I can't it's very hard to tell the slight nuances sure. sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. if they sound similar and I was like is his voice like slightly different I can't tell it wasn't enough for me to notice apparently like really notice apparently um, but yeah unfortunately he passed and I just wanted to you know throw that out there as something where it's you know it's it's very sad and uh, I'm abundantly grateful for the work that he yeah, put in absolutely. um and you know in all the roles that he had and and you know in this particular scenario ukai as a character because i thought he really killed it and you know for that to be the last line that he recorded was you know very fitting and inspiring you know all things considered um but yeah just ukai was great this season just in general as well with some of those lines that he had and he really pulled out the stops as a coach this time um especially being that these ideologies were and these philosophies of coaching were on the line. Look at that. So the name of the voice actor is Kanzunari Tanaka. His name is Tanaka. That's so crazy. What? Tanaka? Oh, that's so nuts. That's crazy. That's crazy. Damn. But anyway, yeah, he really pulled out the stops there, and it was really cool to see him really come to his own because, you know, this is a someone who got roped into coaching in season one, like midway through. Yeah. And it's kind of just figuring out as you go along, because it's one thing to play in the sport and sure, you know, the rules and all that kind of stuff, but it's another to coach, right? You know, we talk about, we always give credit to Daichi for being the captain, what the captains do, but the coaches even on, you know, on a different level, really have to look at the game differently and look at their players differently. And when, you know, when he, he is able to read Yama, when Yama's mm-hmm. like standing there and he's like, I got it. Like, you know, we're going to put yeah, you out like yeah. those moments. It was really cool. And to see it all really come together here, he was a huge integral part, you know, in their win and going to nationals here. And I can't wait to see how sure. he gets even better as a coach when they're in nationals. And I hope they give him a lot of credit and, and a lot of screen time mm-hmm. as well. But it was really cool to, uh, to see that. You yeah, know. absolutely. I I'd love uh, Coach Ukai too, and I love that like he's he see because like you were saying, it's one thing to to be on the court; it's another to be like watching and to be instructing what's happening on the court. But it's like Daichi, even as like the captain who's running the court, can sort of be when when things are happening, he can sort of like actively be one of the people that's like adjusting and making changes to to fix the situation. Where it's like Ukai can train and instruct these guys all he wants, but at the end of the day, he has to he has to leave his trust in them that he has given them the correct knowledge and tools and trust them that they can put this thing together and win. I mean, there's some of my most memorable moments of coach Ukai is our moments when like, you know, we're in, we're in the third set, you know, we're, we're going point for point here. It's like the tail end of the game and he's just sitting there and, and he's talking to Takeda and he's like, I've done everything I can. Like, we just have to, you know, I just, I, I'm just hoping that like whatever call they make, I'm I'm I trust that it's the right one. And it's like there's nothing left to do. All the cards are on the table. And it's like that is that is your job as a coach. And I feel like if you if you've done that, if you've done coaching well, if you've coached a team well, 
you should feel good about that. You should feel good. You should feel confident in being able to trust your team because you know you've done everything you can in terms of teaching them how to utilize all the tricks and tools that they have. And Coach Ukai, he just he he does it. He absolutely does it, and he does it with like you said, sort of out of nowhere because he's not you know this like all star, he's not like his his uh, grandpa. He's not this all star coach who's come from like three different schools and he's you know he knows how to train kids in volleyball in his sleep. He <laughs> smoke cigarettes outside of a grocery <laughs> store before this, right? Like he's not, he had no training, but it's like, he, he knows the game. He loves the game. He's again, you know, like most people connects and identifies with how passionate these kids are about the game. And that's, you know, sometimes that's enough. And it was really cool to see. Pay coach Ukai. <laughs> yeah. Pay the man. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not paying him by the end of season four, especially if they win in nationals yeah. on his first year yeah, coming in, that man earned a salary, okay? And I'm not taking no for an answer. Facts. I will go petition at that damn school. I will put signs up. I will Facts. be pissed off. Oh, speaking, Pay this man. Speaking of the school, we have been preaching from the gate, from season one. We're like, wow, all these other schools are coming out in fucking spades when their team is playing. And this is like not even the semifinals. But where's Katasuno's team? I don't see them. Dude, the... the, the the uh, that that we experienced in that reaction when we saw that the entire Katasuno school finally fucking rolled up and that of course your girl Tanaka's sister Seiko was leading the charge here with yes. the with the neighborhood watch it was just so that that's the thing i will say as much as you know i know in the beginning we were saying how um Shiratorizawa like their team was good and you know i was kind of like disappointed by Wakatoshi specifically because of the weird emphasis on him i will say the atmosphere of the game and like the intensity that this, you know, that these 10 episodes span out. I felt, I definitely got like, this is finals. This is a big fucking deal. Everybody is on like their, their, you know, their wits end in terms of like, you know, their, their, you know, the, how, just how prepared they are. And, and you just, every point felt like that much heavier and with that much more weight. Cause like both schools are all here. They're fucking, you know, going out cheering that it was being televised. Like it just, it was played up really well. And I definitely felt like that intensity. And so when, when the ending, I remember I literally, when we finished the final, the finale, I literally screenshotted like my favorite 20 images and just posted them in a discord. And I'm like, this is just how I feel. And it was like all pictures of like everybody crying. It was like the school were crying. Tanaka and them were crying. You know, Ukai's crying to like to play. It was just, it was such the, this match, like as a whole was such a good match. It was just so fulfilling all the moments, every moment of like, Oh shit, he can do this. Oh shit. He got this point this way felt so, you know, realistic and earned. And I just felt like this wasn't, you know, Haikyuu does this. This is, you know, the fact that it did this again isn't really a surprise, but it's just the scale it did it on. Because, again, I knew that Katsuno had to win. I mean, you know, we, they're the protagonist team. We have to, to, to uh, you know, to win nationals here. but Or, you know, to win the final to get to nationals. But the way they won, like that whole match, I'm like, like, I'm thinking, like, how are they going to win? Because I'm like, I know they're, you know, on, on some level, I know they're going to win, and I know they can win. I know what Katsuno's capable of. But, like, every time I see either Wakatoshi or someone else from Shiratorizawa, like, scoring a point this way or Tendo getting under somebody's skin, I'm like, like, you know, it started, I started to get that much more backed into a corner. But, like, I, I say in all the reactions, like, Katsuno is at their best when they're backed into a corner. When you push them to what you think is their absolute limit, they adapt and overcome. And it was just, it, this match was such a, it was so, so rewarding. Yeah, I totally agree. Well said. It was really awesome to see the school there 
and the neighborhood watch with their headbands and the whole nine. And it was really inspiring because we had been going off about how all these other teams have these cool chants. And I'm not going to lie, you know, I don't want to knock them because they came out, but, um, we could have we could have done a little better on the cheering during yeah, the game. Sure. You know, we need to get of our course. shit together a little. But then we pulled it at, we pulled it out at the end. We, we had the whole thing going, and uh, it was really awesome to see. You know, all jokes aside, it was really cool. And like like you said, you know, because that was the last point I wanted to make here. Last thing I want to talk about was the game itself, right? Because that is the season, is this game yeah. beyond just the characters individually? It's somebody's got to win, right? Five sets is going to be a brutal, grueling match, uh, and it did genuinely feel like finals. It felt like this is this is the game we're putting it all in the line here they certainly didn't disappoint there i love the intricacy within the plays in it you know highlighting some of the characters like we said we went into suki a little bit and some of his know-how tendo on the opposing side even wakatoshi when we got his backstory and then we like we learned the significance of being left-handed mm-hmm. in volleyball uh was interesting and in how he you know sometimes would power through but then at one point switched it up and and then you know again we got uh, goshiki and some of the things there a lot of highlights there, but it was really cool overall to see the teams come together, especially Karasuno and these philosophies put on the line and them to really just pull, like have this synergy together. I think coach, you guys says something along the lines of, you know, Shir Torizawa is addition. They're like simple addition. We're multiplication, you know, and their numbers are big, but we have this, this multiplying synergy, which is really just cool, you know, and satisfying to see it all put together. Cause it's one thing to have, you know, one dude to like bash through everything, right? Where it's like, you're so overwhelming in strength. It's like, sure, we're winning, but it's all, it's, it's even cooler to me to see this synergistic thing to come together and be like, yeah. oh, the, the, the cogs are turning, yes. right? As Takeda would say. Yeah. So it was really awesome. I genuinely enjoyed the game. And I think that was the main, one of the main things they were going for. And I think they nailed that. So, you know, I'm pretty excited, all things considered, for this to go on. I'm, I'm curious to know, because Wakatoshi, that was his last year. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I guess his last game. But I'm going to assume if we ever go to, like, pro level, He's going to be we'll pro. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see him there because it was virtually him versus the other team with yeah, a little bit yeah, of Tendo yeah. sprinkled in there. So, um, you know, I'm not too worried about him and his prospects. Like, I think he's fine. He's yeah. got co- he's got people scouting him for, for numerous colleges for or wherever, sure. however yeah, that yeah. works, you know, pro leagues. But all things in all, sweet season, really cool stuff, great game, cool characters, Karasuno, just the boys, take a bullet for them any day of the week. Watch out for the Jiddler um, <laughs> yes. because – if you see a man with red hair in your neighborhood, uh, call a professional. Yeah. Because you will get jittled. The cops, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Suki. <laughs> yeah. Or Suki. Yeah, because genuinely terrifying. Like, we said, yeah. I just got to go off on this for a second. We said it, like, multiple times. We're like, this guy's genuinely scaring me. Yeah. Like, his eyes were like, the entire time. His yeah. backstory was even like, he's like, I kill frogs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not literally. People are going to be like, dude, like, relax. I'm kidding. But, like, you know, he was just... But a he, strange he ranger, like, but he'd like make it a point, even in his backstory, to be like, I genuinely would only get excited about this game when I was like messing with other people. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's like what CO killers start out <laughs> saying, bro. Like then it's like, oh, I actually got happy hurting animals. Then I started hurting people. And it's like, it was just like a very slippery slope. And I'm like, I've watched one too many anime to know that like you, uh, whatever you do, like make sure there's adults around at all times. Yeah. I don't know. What and, you're doing. and the way he played off Wakatoshi, where he'd be like this weird pestering thing where it was literally like the Joker Batman dynamic. Like literally, yeah. Wakatoshi was just this stoic. 
hyper-disciplined dude that was just like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And Tendo was like almost trying to go him into being like, what are you going to do, Batman? Are you going to kill him with the volleyball? And he's like, I will play the game. You know, it was like this weird thing. I'm like, dude, Tendo may have been the actual antagonist and we were just looking too hard into Wakatoshi. Yeah. Like the, the OP, everything, they're there to mislead you. 100%. That's how they sneak up on you because the Joker always does that where you think it's the crime boss, it's the syndicate, it's whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the Joker comes in and is like, actually, I was running the show the entire time. And that's what I genuinely think with Tendo. Dude, 100%. There, you know, 100%. It, was, it was crazy. But anyway, all jokes aside, enjoyed the season. That is our review. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. If you did, make sure you guys are smashing like, commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our review this season in particular? Some of the characters, some of our hot takes, our opinions, etc. Share this video as well with your friends, with your family, with your dog, your neighbor, anyone. Share it so more people can watch our review on Haikyuu and just all things Haikyuu and anime related because the more the merrier. Subscribe to the channel if you made it this far and you're not subscribed yet. Shame on you. But if you are and you don't have that bell ticked yet, definitely want to tick that bell. It takes two seconds and you'll be notified anytime we drop a new video on the channel also hit us up in the description down below where you can find all the necessary links namely the aoa reacts channel our secondary reaction channel where you can catch all of our haikyuu live reactions uh you can also catch us on discord with the link down there as well if you want to talk some more anime some more haikyuu get in touch with us personally and it's the best way to really get updates on when new videos drop on either of the channels or there are new announcements going down competitions fun get-togethers all things like that definitely don't want to miss it hit us up on patreon as well link is there so you can get exclusive benefits to the show while also supporting us. So it's really a win-win, namely early access to our Haikyuu Live reactions, among many others that we do in a more unedited, unfiltered style format. So you definitely want to take advantage of that. You can only do that on our Patreon account, so definitely go check it out. But until next time, folks, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the flip. Peace. Peace.